we cordially request that you be our dinner guests as you join us for another episode of Wine and Dine. Girlfriend, I cannot believe we're up at... Butt crack 30? Yeah, no. I cannot believe this. Let's clink these mugs instead of wine glasses this yeah, morning. Because we have not reached alcoholism. <laughs> no, we have not. It's coffee time in this house. So welcome to our very first ever official episode, episode of Wine and Dine. Dine. I'm Woo. Megan. I'm Ashley. And, uh... God, we're so excited to be here. I know. I am even though it is like almost 10 o'clock in the morning, I am so happy that we're we're finally doing this and we're going we're going stag. <sighs> I don't know if any of you guys followed us over from the subject tonight. If you did, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Um and if you like if you want to check up on the older episodes from the mm-hmm. subject tonight, you can always find them on the website. We will absolutely keep them on there. Yes. Um, but this is... Oh, we're official. I know! I'm uh, so excited! Half of you guys are listening to this like, I don't know if I want to listen to them. They're just really excited about being official. <laughs> you shut up and hang on. We're going to make it worth it, I promise. We will. We have a pretty great topic today, honestly. But before we get to the topic, I have to do my wine. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I have to wine. And it's not a big wine. It's a wine, more or less, for those of you that are in a very committed relationship, I'm about to get married um, in September. And don't do it. It's a trap. Oh, don't say it's that. It's a trap. Don't say that. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, I don't think it's a trap. But I, you know, after so long, you start to know your partner so well that you can pretty much predict what they're going to like, what they're not going to like. And you'd be like, you know what? Before you even like touch that or do that i can pretty much give a 50 percent rating you're not gonna like the outcome just don't do it yeah however (laughs) because we're starting to know each other so well and we're we can start doing that my fiance has started to verbalize that very much more to the point where he went on a hike with your husband and he came home he said he had a blast had a great time loved it all this this that and the other and he looks at me dead in the face, like, after he's telling me all this cool stuff, he's like, you will hate it. Don't go. Just, just don't, don't do it. And I'm like, hang on a second, dude. You've, we've never been outside doing anything like that. And <laughs> our, you said that we've never been outside. And I was like, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> like, I've been outside, but like, <laughs> we've never gone hiking. We never have gone on long walks together. We, we really don't do that as a couple yeah. now. But I like nature. I like going on walks. I like, you know, being outside as much mm-hmm. as possible. Even with my horrible allergies, I will still try to go out. For sure. <laughs> and that just kind of irked me. I was just like, you don't know that part of me yet. I mean, I was a Girl Scout. I camped. I I hate camping now. <laughs> I've done it. I've slept in a tent on the floor in monsoon season here in Indiana. I've slept in a pole tent, not in monsoon season in Indiana, but sweltering heat time. Ugh, that's honestly worse. That's even worse. Like when you're just like you wake up sticky and sweaty and you Ugh. just hate life. Ugh. Yeah. I've done both. And I like it. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of that. I'm very much though still a girly girl at heart. Mm-hmm. I I would prefer maybe not to sleep in a tent during monsoon sure. season. Um, but I'll still do it. I'll still participate. And I know he didn't mean anything negative by it, but that that's something that, you know, maybe 
I we just don't need that in our yeah. lives. Well, I've definitely never been an outdoors person. Mm-hmm. I burn so easily; it's insane. You have like, very nice porcelain skin. I, I don't know if it's nice, but it certainly is porcelain. Like my my <laughs> choir teacher in high school used to joke that I was about a half shade away from being albino. I'm just so pale, <clears throat> and any bit of sun burns me. Mm-hmm. So I don't go outside a whole lot. Um, but Jesse started this whole hiking thing. I want to yeah. go hiking. Totally fine. Yeah, and I think that's amazing that he's going to local parks and experiencing stuff around here. What I don't like mm-hmm. is he keeps upping the ante. Ooh. So the first time that we went, we went on about, I'd say like a 15-mile hike. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, we, we hiked most of the day. I think my Fitbit said we did like the equivalent of 50 stair steps or something like that, or stair, flights of stairs. Yeah. Um, which was really hard. I mean, I, I bet after about a little over halfway up because it mm-hmm. was it was a climb i was i was wheezing i was di- i thought i was dying like, <laughs> so i can understand where people would say that oh megan didn't have fun i had a blast mm-hmm. it was just i am not used to a being that active mm-hmm. B being outside for that long in general right but now jesse's like mm-hmm. oh we did that hey in august we're planning a 42 mile hike down the tecumseh trail so we oh, do wow. want to come with us because that 42 mile hike is almost exclusively uphill the first half Shit. and i went no have fun in august i'm going like no. i'll be somewhere else <laughs> you know what i feel like because i have a cousin that does a lot of uh, marathon she used to do a lot of marathon runs she did a miss spartan thing oh wow i know she was she's amazing she rock climbs she's she's an awesome girl i love her to death I would love to be able to be that active. Mm-hmm. Now, I will go on walks. I will get on the elliptical. I will, you know, do activities. It's not that I'm not. I was very active in college. I, I did a lot of, you know, every day me and my mom would meet up and we would go on a walk or we would go to the gym and lift weights or something, girly weights. But, um, yeah, just like, just because you may not just because you think you know my reaction to something does not mean that you should I shouldn't try it. Ever. I shouldn't yeah. try it or you should count me out of it. So I'm learning the hard way because I've, I guess I've done that to him too, especially when it comes to books um, where I'll be like, Oh, you won't like that book. You know, just don't even pick it up. Yeah. So I need to be better too. I... And we need to be better in general as far as books mm-hmm. for our listeners because I don't want to sway them away from books unless it's Twilight, and then just I'll, uh, I'll sway you. But <laughs> I know you're. I I need to. Uh, I need to stop hating on Twilight in general. I know that's wrong of me. But no, I hate on Twilight. It, I I can at least say that I've read it. Like I've, I've read, read it. it I've seen the movies. It's not oh. like I'm making an uninformed. Ew, that sounds silly. Decision. Like no, I think. Okay, this is a great segue. Because, because Twilight's overrated for me. Twilight is overrated, and, and that's the topic of the day, is what we think is overrated, what we don't, we have gotten to the point where we just can't stand anymore in books. And Twilight, unfortunately, hits my my point where, why I hate vampires. Yes. I I have gotten to the point where I think vampires are overrated, overused, and aren't actual vampires. Thank you. Hold on. This is... <laughs> no, it's just... Shiny is not a trait. You no. cannot tell... I mean, I know they're supposed to be a predator. They're supposed to be sensual. That's okay. They can still be that without the word 
sparkly. Yes. What is he, a drag he's, queen? He sparkled like diamonds in the... Okay, the one thing I will give Stephanie Meyer, this is the one thing I will give. Okay. In terms of a new take on vampirism. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of them living in a place where it rains and is cloudy so that they can live a quote-unquote like normal I think that life. was very good. That was the only part yes. I liked. Now, I also understand the whole, to an extent, something has to happen to them in the sunlight. Yeah. Why did it have to be sparkling? I just, there's so many other you things that you could have done. Yeah. Like, oh, I can stand sunlight, but I get a really bad sunburn and my skin starts or, to fall off. Or, okay, ha- that's or smolder. Have it yes. like his skin starts to smolder yeah. or, or, you know, get heat literally and off, off of him. I just, I, I get it. She was trying mm. to be different. You go, you do you, but no, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't get past that. I don't, I don't like all the incredible weird drama that they put in it mm. and why everybody is just after Bella and you have to protect Bella and now the werewolves want Bella too and it's too much. It's too much for me. I'm yeah. sorry, Stephanie, you had like a tiny bit of a good idea and then you ruined it with teenage angst. Yeah, I just, I, I like, I've read all four books i've watched three movies i did not watch the last movie i just kind of gave up unfortunately Mm -hmm. with that series because there was a lot of things in regards to you know sweet you never saw the cgi baby i think i've seen like pictures of her (laughs) i've seen pictures i just i just didn't want to pay the money i didn't want to pay the money to go sit through something that honestly i just didn't care about yeah and i just i don't like i there were so many good elements there of the vampire world but here's the thing after that came out and everybody went on a vampire craze like every single book that came out was vampire yes every magazine tv show everything had to do with vampires and you know what I hate the fact that that happened because I know True Blood came out beforehand Mm -hmm. and Vampire Academy was already on the shelves at that point Mm -hmm. and had been for a while. And now you have all these people that are now crazy about vampires because they want this quote unquote Bella Edward relationship. I'm super. Here's here's one thing that I'll say on the vampire trait that I am over. Okay. Yeah. Every book that I've read. Now, eventually, someone's going to find one for me. Please, send it to me if you can find one. Mm. I don't necessarily have an issue with vampires, but I'm really tired of seeing young teenage girl falls for hot, smoldering vampire who says that she's not fit for his world, but she knows what's best. First off, I would love to see a switch where it's a female vampire and a male, like, human or Mm -hmm. whatever, because you never see that. Yeah. There's little diversity. Yeah. Um, Also, she's always, like, 16, which... If any of you have seen that meme from The Little Mermaid, she's like, Daddy, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm 16. Yes, you are. Sit down. Like, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't know what's good for you at 16. I thought I knew what was good for me when I was 16. Oh, God. And I was wrong. Oh, so wrong. So wrong. In fact, I'm going to call my mom after this episode <laughs> and be like, Mom, thank you for not letting me be an idiot when I was 16. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Thank you for putting bars on my window. I know I said I loved you, or I know I said I hated you when I was 16. I love you. I know. It's like, I love you for being a good parent. Thank oh you so God. much for saving my life. <laughs> but really, saving my freaking life. Oh, my, I'd be in jail. I would so be yeah. in jail right now. She just, anyway, that was mm. off topic. Um, 
No, I just, everything seems to be the same. It is the same. It's the same thing rehashed because Stephanie Myers made it so popular. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not hating on her for that. Girl, she worked her booty off. Oh, she, you know what? And she made that money. money. Mm. But. She found a niche in a market that wasn't explored yet. And she took advantage of that. And I'm not hating on her for that. I'm hating on the crazies that are out there that are telling me that all vampires have to be like this and if you ever read Nosferatu it is not like that they are predatory they will like you are their food there is a a level of fear and I I want to see books have more of that element in it if they're gonna put a vampire in there um you know they, they are higher up on the food chain than us and that's something that yeah you can fall in love with something that is higher up in the food chain but there needs to be that tension there at all times that you that maybe the character needs to realize he could he or she could hurt me at any moment yeah they're never like oh he would never do that um here's another thing that's i feel like is overrated in the terms of vampire books vegetarian vampires vampires (laughs) that refuse to eat now if it's like a true blood there's a synthetic whatever Mm -hmm. sure i guess i'll i'll take it okay i think there needs to be an effect if you do that exactly there needs to be a give and take there needs to be because like even vegetarians have to get like a source of protein they have to Mm -hmm. either take a pill or they have to eat peanut butter or you know do something yeah and all these vampires are just like oh here's the synthetic blood or they're like new master is like you're gonna die if you don't eat this of course you're gonna die you're not eating food at right. all like i feel I, like yeah if you're if you're gonna go down that route you need to make them equal out as in like okay my vampire is not going to feed unless you know it is necessary yeah you know if like that's the case a couple, every couple days or something right or you know, I don't know if that's the case he needs to show weakness maybe towards yeah. the end of the the time where he would need to feed or you know if if you don't want to show feeding maybe there's a point in the story where he is he or she is so deprived of nutrients that they are pushed to that point yeah. and then they you know just devour three people or something Mm. you know there's is it weird that i want realism Mm. and vampire books i don't think it's i don't think it's wrong to have realism in vampire books i feel like what we're trying to tell our listeners is that in the world of ya vampire books there is no equal yeah it's they are x y and z they fill in the sexy points and that's it and that's good if you want to read that, but at this point in the game for me, I have read one too many spoofs on mm. Twilight that I'm just done. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And it kills me because there's been several good books. I really loved Vampire Academy. Mm-hmm. It is dark and it follows like a totally different storyline. Okay. However... Even that had some of the tropes in it. It had the older mentor falling in love with a basically high school student that thought she knew everything and no one could tell her any differently. Mm. Even though they weren't technically like vampires or whatever, you still have the same thing. Mm -hmm. I just want something out of the ordinary. Right. Because I do, I love YA, I love paranormal. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, I I do, I enjoy it. I mean, I have a whole Harry Potter sleeve. Obviously, I like things that are out of the ordinary, (laughs) but... 
I just don't want the same damn thing over and over again. Mm. I mean, yeah, she made him sparkle, but it's still the same damn yeah, thing over and over. It, it's just tiresome. It's it's hate. It's yeah. No, I mean, and something that you know we kind of hit on a little bit more. My other point is things that I'm like I'm just done with in YA is the abusive relationship being okay. Yes, like. When is that ever okay? And you find this a lot with fey novels, vampire werewolf, a lot of paranormal um, books will have that element, but some just regular fiction will will have characters that have had abusive backstories. And it's not either it's touched on or they touch on it and then they sweep it under the rug real fast. And it's, you, you have that moment where Maybe you do need to talk about this a little bit more. Maybe you can use, not use it as a platform, but maybe show the character in a way that she she or he understands that this is not okay. Yes. I need to get out of this or, you know, I need to maybe tell my partner he need he or she needs help. You know, these well, you have like, a great in, point. Yeah. In in books where they the the guy always knows where the girl's at. Mm-hmm. The guy um, wants to know, you know, which friends that she can see and which ones that she can't see. Or he'll show up randomly at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ones where the guy's like, I don't want you talking to so-and-so anymore. I don't trust this person. Okay, well, he was my friend before you, so yeah. back off. Yeah. Or the ones that will order for them at a restaurant. And everyone's like, oh, that's so romantic. No, it's not. Well, if you're, it's done correctly, I think it's romantic. If you're like, hey... Do you like any of these I'd like to order for you? That's totally different. Mm. Yeah, that's cute. Go for it. Yeah. But when they're like, um, the one that I've seen on TV especially a lot is, oh, okay, I'll have the, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, she'll have this. Mm-hmm. Excuse you, no, I won't. Like, <laughs> and I know it's like those little subtle things, but yeah. like, there's been too many times where they've, they've changed it into, oh, no, he loves her. I mean, yeah, he does some weird stuff, but he loves her. I know. He takes such good care of her. Yeah. Oh, especially when they're rich. Mm. Oh, but he buys her everything, and he sweeps her off on these romantic vacations. Mm. And, okay, he's still really controlling and borderline abusive, if not definitely abusive. Well, and that's like, I know the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy is really really popular but if you sit down and actually look at that relationship that is not a good relationship that's not healthy at all no he is abusive in a way that is not okay he's very demanding he wants to know what she's doing at all times he has to have her in his light of sight at all times even when they break up and she go and she like she's having him follow he's having her followed and everything yeah he's not there like he knows everything that she's doing at all hours of the day, and yet when other people come into their lives, he shrugs it off as like it's no biggie. Yeah. When like one of his ex players comes in and yep. is like standing in the room and she tells him this, he thinks she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And yet when she shows up, he like gives her a bath. Yeah. And like takes care of her and and she's sitting there going, This is not okay. I thought we were in a relationship and you're doing this with somebody else. And he just like, well, she needed it. She needed that. Like, no, she didn't need it. She's you've beaten her down to submissional point. And now she is having to live on her life without you. And you basically it's like a drug addict. Yes. They became completely addicted. And 
you know, I'm not knocking that. If if the sub-dom relationship is what go- gets it for you, that, you know what, you do you. Yeah, but there's better books out there. Oh, absolutely than, there are. Than Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Taming Sleeping Beauty. If you want an actual sub-dom book, mm-hmm. that's your book. Done correctly. Done yeah. correctly, that's a book. Oh, my God. I read that. And I only read about three-fourths of it. And at a point, I was just like, I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> was it, like, that smutty? or It wasn't like it was that smutty. It was it was very much you were in that world. And I had never experienced that world before other than the Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was like, you know what? I like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey is okay. But I want more. I want to know. Because I knew at the point that's not exactly what that world is like. So I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to pick up an erotica book. I'm going to give it a shot. Oh, I gave it a shot. I got, you know, a good chunk of it done. But at one point, they were having her do pony play. And I was just like, I'm not okay with this. No. Mm -mm. But at the same time, like, the one thing I will always try to do in, like, a sub-dom situation in an an e-lit is if if they have said, Mm -hmm. that's something I want to try, that's something I want to do, whatever, okay. I mean. Yeah. You're picking up those books, though, with the intention of going into that world. Exactly. And I feel like with a lot of young adult lit, the author might want to touch on the topics of maybe something like that, or at least the bad relationship. Like, when I talked about The Cruel Prince, you know, I was really worried because it is a fae novel. Fae novels are very much in that niche where they are very, very cruel, in nature and especially against humans and I knew that the main character was female Mm -hmm. and that the sub character was male and I was just really worried that I was like I'm gonna get another book where she falls in love with him and he beats her and he treats her like crud and she's okay with it because she's so infatuated and then she's like under his you know spell because she ate fairy food and I just, I didn't want that, and I'm so glad Holly Black didn't do that. She went the opposite route of that. You go, Holly Black. And you yes, go. yes, that's an amazing story. If anybody wants to read a Faye novel and they're tired of that niche being in there, definitely pick up that, because it, it was just, a, it was wonderful. It was a breath of fresh air. Now, granted, they do have some sort of, like, angsty kind of not romance like smolder a little yeah. smolder they got a little smolder okay yeah here comes the smolder <laughs> i liked that though and that was at the point in the book where it was like it was almost done and all the feelings come out but then again she's in a height of power at that point yeah she has something on him and he has to submit to her mm-hmm And give her the information that she needs to save his life, pretty much. Yeah. So at that point, you know, even though they might not be in the best of circumstances and they do have like a little passion there, I was okay with it because it wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where an abusive relationship, all this point, just build up and build up and build up. And then it's, it's just okay. You know? Yeah. No. No. It's not. It's, that's, uh, that kind of trope is overrated. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, I don't like the abuse. I don't like the teenage angst. I'm real over the teenage angst. Now, yeah. Granted, I say this while I'm reading YA. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, that, get it. I feel that's like that's probably my own fault, but. 
I feel like a lot of angst, though, is due to these tropes that we're talking about that maybe in our age that we're at, it's no longer, we can't just no longer not ignore it. Yeah. Um, a lot of contemporary, the reason why I'm starting to like contemporaries more and more is that they do actually try, the good ones at least, they'll bring something to the surface, like By Your Side by Casey West talks about anxiety and how yes. if you're not up front with people with your anxiety, it'll hurt relationships. Mm-hmm. It'll hurt the people around you and you at the same time. Like the main character has anxiety and she gets locked in a library over a holiday weekend with this another with this boy and like she has to come to term like she doesn't tell any she doesn't tell the guy that she's with in the library that she has anxiety she'll just go all the way up to the rooftop from time to time and sit there and breathe air and just try to relax while she has a panic attack right toward the end of it because the she just can't take it anymore and the boy, like, decide, and, like, as she's having this panic attack, the boy get basically breaks glass in the library outside so the cops will come and save them. So, but she hasn't told her friends. She lies about, you know, where she, you know, what was going on at the time and everything like that. And, you know, her friends don't include her in things because they know that she's just going to say no because she doesn't maybe feel comfortable doing, you know, whatever they're doing. And it's not that she doesn't want to be a part of what her friends are doing. She just can't maybe go outside of her comfort zone or she doesn't feel yeah. comfortable in the circumstances and and things like that. And I just, it, it brings to light in that it's a really short book, unfortunately. But Casey West does an amazing job with bringing that to light and in a way that I think a lot of young people, even myself, that has anxiety, was like, yeah. I can see that. I, I suffer from that. And, you know, maybe I ne- do need to talk to somebody or, or open up to somebody. Like. And I love a book that can make you think that kind of way. Like, mm-hmm. man, I really identify with this character. Maybe I should go and maybe I need to take a breather from time to time. Maybe I should tell more people about some of my mental illness or mm-hmm. y- y- something along that line, yeah. you know. And I love a book that will make you think. And I think too often because, once again... I'm in that YA, paranormal, whatever. There are too many books that don't make you think, mm-hmm. which I find to be insulting. And I think we talked about this in a, very, a previous Subject Tonight episode where just because it's YA doesn't mean you have to do a children's book. You don't mm-hmm. have to treat them like they don't know anything. There's That's why there's a difference between children's literature and YA. I mean, right. it's literally young adult. You need to give them something that's going to keep their mind active and make them think. Yeah. So you're, you're dealing with people that are in high school, that are getting yeah. gearing up for college. You know, they have the ability now to form their own ideas, form their own opinions, know what's right and wrong. Um, you can't treat them like they don't know what's going on in the world. Um, even from children's books, you have middle grade. You have children's pi- picture books, middle grade, mm-hmm. young adult, and then we have the new age adult now yeah. for our generation in their 20s yeah. that still wants to have that young age experience. Which I'm finally getting into a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but that really wasn't an option for me a few years ago. Yeah. Like, it's you had young adult or you were reading Agatha Christie, which I have nothing against Agatha Christie, but there just seemed to be a huge jump between, you know, what I want, you know, what I wanted and what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they're finally realizing that. And I think that has to do with people being done 
with the just overrated bull, mm-hmm. they wanted something. Or I think it's a lot of the authors are actually now starting to push for, you know, something more mm-hmm. because they want to have that ability to, you know, write characters that maybe have more problem or do have more of a sexual, you know, a appetite, I guess I would yeah. say almost. Um, because in 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 New Age, there it is more explicit. Yeah, you will get those steamy scenes, and you know, technically that I'm okay with that at this point. I'm okay with having a little bit more steaminess, a little bit more sexiness with my characters, um, but still touching on good topics in a way that that doesn't take over the whole book. I can't stand where having intercourse with somebody is the main drive of the story too thank you like to that's me, that not is okay so overrated now if you picked up elit to read elit i get it but the one thing that drives me nuts is there's been several times where i've picked up a book that sounded real interesting on the back like mm-hmm. enter this world and do this thing and this is what's happening mm-hmm. and then three-fourths of the book is romance mm-hmm. now I didn't pick up the book for that. I picked up the book because you told me I was going to this fantasy world where this happens and this happens. Mm-hmm. And I and then the author did a beautiful job at setting it up. Mm-hmm. And she entered and the forest was this and, you know, the sky was this. And she could sense the magic in the air, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines. And she sets it up beautifully. And then they never touch on the world again. They don't mm-hmm. touch on any of the other people she meets. Yeah. She spends most of her time in a bedroom. That's not what I picked up this book for. Give me. Yeah. Please give me something. Yeah, I'm starting to have that issue right now. I'm currently reading when or listening to when Dimple met Rishi, mm-hmm. and Dimple is going into college, and she is going to this summer camp for app web design. She mm-hmm. wants to be a web designer. She wants to be able to code and things like that. And something I've noticed though is while they do slightly talk about the camp and they do have interactions between. Dimple and Rishi at the beginning where they are like brainstorming her idea and, and getting it started building. It's starting to lean towards them becoming more of a couple and, you know, them falling in love. And Dimple, at you know, at the beginning of the novel was very against, you know, arranged marriages and being set up for her future husband by her parents. And yeah. that is very common in the Indian culture is that parents will set up their children with life partners pretty much that is something that they still do that is a tradition yeah and i thought it would have been refreshing to have a girl in a book that goes no i don't want that in my life i want to be successful i want to you know go into this job or this world that is run solely by men and now it's like she's starting to realize well maybe that's not what i want and i'm like wait a second you you are okay to be empowerful. You are okay to be a strong, independent woman who wants to be successful, who wants to go after her dreams. You shouldn't have to take yourself down Mm -hmm. just to fulfill a given role, maybe for yourself. And I like these books at, at the same time. I hate these books because I am very much, I went to school to study feminism Mm -hmm. and I studied it and I love it. It is a passion of mine. I would love to call myself a feminist uh, in this day and age. um, 
I, I, I feel like I, while I am getting married and I am going to be a wife, that does not mean I'm not myself. I'm not an individual. I can't, you know, do very well in my career. I actually am doing very well and, and very successful. And, you know, I don't parade that over my husband. I don't, we share everything, but I feel like there's a lot of books out there for women, especially young women that are told that, that while you can go after that, it doesn't make you appealing. Yeah. And that's wrong to tell a, 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 a 16, 17-year-old girl, you know, that to get a husband or to be happy in life, you have to dumb yourself down. Yep. Like, and I can't understand. definitely another overrated thing. I mean, you can't keep pushing that narrative. Mm. I mean, I... I doubt we have, you know, huge authors that are listening to this podcast. But if you are and you're writing a book, I would love, 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 love to see something where mm. the the woman says, oh, that's fine. I like you. You're really great. But just so you know, this is my dream. Mm-hmm. And if you don't support that GTFO, like, mm-hmm. I I want that. St- I Because I, you can do both. Yeah. But I feel like almost every book that I read, you see this woman and she's got a dream. This is what I want to do. I want to be in coding. I want to do this. I want to join this male world. And then she meets the love of her life and she realizes, I don't want coding at all. I want to marry him. Why can you not do both? Yeah. Why can you not like this person and he also accepts the fact that you want to be this programmer mm-hmm. and then he's like, you know what? I am at your side. Go yeah. follow your dream. Like, there are, there's, there's probably some out there, but almost yeah. everyone I've been able to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, well, maybe this isn't what I want. That's the, that's even what yeah. they think or say out loud. Maybe that wasn't what I wanted at all. Why can't it still be what you want? Just right. because he's in the picture. Like, yeah. come on, ladies. Something else that I'm not really happy about those particular books as well, especially in the Dimplement Rishi, is that the mother-daughter relationships are very warring within themselves. Mm-hmm. The daughter wants to be independent. The mother wants her to be more traditional. And so, like, there's a scene in the book where Rish, or Dimple and her mom are fighting, and Dimple pretty much states the fact, Mom, I don't have to wear makeup to be smart yeah, or to be appealing. Like, why can't I just be myself? And the mom yells back that she's not going to be pursued by anybody if she doesn't make herself appealing through makeup and nice clothes and, you know, following this tradition yeah. of what a good girl is supposed to be. And maybe that's it. Maybe I'll call it the good girl trope. Yes, I will. Okay. I think that's what I need. we'll call that now. It's the good girl trope. You have to fit the good girl mentality, honestly. And I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I, I'm not against it if you have traditions in your life in your culture or in your life that you want to follow follow them but that does not mean you give up on (laughs) other things um i just if, if that's your real life okay culturally you've been raised this way religiously maybe mm-hmm. something you follow that but I'm I'm done reading about it though. Yeah. Like if you want to talk to me about it in person, I'll listen. Tell me about your life. I want mm-hmm. to know who you are. But if I pick up another book and the back of it says something else like that, it's overrated. I'm gonna put it down. Yeah. I I don't think I can do it. Um. 
Another one I don't think I can do is John Green. Ugh. Okay. I... Yeah, I haven't even... I, I literally saw Turtles all the way down, looked at it, thought the cover was really kind of cool, mm-hmm. put it back down and walked away. Yes. I'm, I can't do it anymore. John Green is, first off, so freaking intelligent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched any of his YouTube videos Mm-mm. that he used to put out. That guy is so smart. Yeah. Okay? And he's funny, and he's just, he's perfect. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he wrote Fault in Our Stars. I thought that was okay. It it was decent. Yeah. And I will say, I didn't put Fault in Our Stars as overrated, because it gave me something different that I hadn't had before. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Okay? Snaps to John Green in that. And now every single book he's written is exactly the same. Because he <laughs> found his niche. Okay, but, like, even J.K. Rowling tried to do something different. Like, she, it didn't work out for her, but she tried it. Okay. Yeah, and she went under false name, though, too. Yeah, I, yeah, that one I, I can understand. But yeah. John Green is, like I said, he's so freaking smart. Mm-hmm. He can literally write about how... Uh, he could write about World War II. He could write a historical biography with a timeline in it. And I would read it because that guy is so intelligent. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. But he won't. All he's writing is these teenage romances where things go wrong. And mm. it was great when it first came out. But now, specifically, that style of writing from him. It's mm. not like other writers were like, hey, I want to take on this trope and I want to try it too. He's the one that keeps putting them out. Yeah, I feel like on that, it, it's more the author's fault at this point, yeah. where you're just doing this to make money. John, you you beat a dead horse. Okay? Yeah. Just... You did it good once, and you did it a good time again. The third time, however, you need to really pick pick something else. But then and there's... I know he can do it. Yeah. I know he can. Maybe it's one of those he's just afraid that it won't sell. Well, I mean, especially after, I'll use JK again, she wrote Harry Potter, she did amazing. Mm -hmm. And then she wrote, I believe it was two other books, totally different genres. One was a mystery, and... Uh, The Cuckoo's Nest, something around The Cuckoo's Nest. But I I don't remember what the other one was. I thought she wrote Host, or was that Maria? That was was Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. Now, from what I understand, The Host was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually haven't read that one yet, so don't attack me yet. I'll read it eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But... There, when authors are known for one thing, mm-hmm. when they write something different, a lot of the times it flops. Right. But with John Green, when he had only written that one book, he had such opportunity mm-hmm. to write something different and show, I am not a I'm, series writer. I'm right. not the same trope writer. But now he's solidified himself as that's what he writes. If you want to read a teenage romance where things are horribly wrong, right. John Green. For you, right there. Yeah. It's just not for me anymore. Well, and I know I gave, you know, Maureen Johnson a bad rap when I read Truly Devious. Because I did love her, you know, 13 little blue envelopes. That's Mm -hmm. what got me into her her writing. You know, I happened to just fall across um, the Shadow Cabinet trilogy. Love that. Like, I love that series. And then when Truly Devious hit, I was like, well, it's nothing like she's ever done. It's supposed to be a mystery novel. And I feel like maybe she didn't do a bad job, but it was just one of those, like, I expected more out of her as an author, um, because she always did so well with, you know, pairing characters together and getting things flushed out in the storyline. And I feel like Truly Devious, while she did a great job of pairing the main character to all the sub-characters, phenomenal. She did a great job. Like, I 
she she deserves a, a gold star and then some for how she can pair people together. Yeah. But the plot line, maybe it, she just pitched it wrong or the person that wrote the little intro didn't fully understand what she was doing mm-hmm. or something because it was just like I was reading it and it was just like, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, this isn't what I thought you said it was. And, yeah, I just, I I hate to give her a bad rap on that because she did. She stepped out of the box. She did a contemporary. She did a paranormal. Now she's doing a murder mystery series. She's doing exactly what we're asking her to do. I respect that out of authors, by the way. Like, I will continue to give you chances. I really will. Like, when, um, oh, who is it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but there's been several authors where I'll read a book, it's fantastic. I'll read another book, it was terrible. <laughs> but they come out with another book, and it's not a part of the series, it's to- something mm-hmm. totally different. I pick it up, and it's great again. Pause. But basically, if they're trying a thing, mm-hmm. I'll give them another shot. Right. So, I, and I, that's happened, oh, I can't think of who it is, but it's happened with a very specific author. Okay. That she has a couple, I think, mm-hmm. I'm almost positive it's a female, she has a couple of like two or three book series, mm-hmm. but for the most part, she'll do just different books. And some of them have been complete fails, but I know she, like, I, I've just gotten used to mm-hmm. every other couple books, she's going to have like a huge gem. And when mm-hmm. I figure out who it is, I'll tweeted out or something yeah you'll have to note it somewhere and because of that i now try to give most authors if i find it the doubt yeah because everyone's gonna have that one book but when you're john green and you write the same stuff all the time eventually i'm gonna stop picking up your books yeah so that's and while that's sad that we you know people were gonna stop or unless you're like obsessive with john green yeah you're gonna keep going but for us i think you know he's hit his limit with us we've given him enough tries we hit the john green wall we hit the john green wall um and that, and that's sad and in it of itself but you know while we talked about all the stuff that we don't like within books i feel like we also need to give our readers things that we may want to see or there are books out there that we have found that maybe don't apply to the rule so like a lot of books unfortunately are whitewashed Mm -hmm. however there is a new book out on the market called the children of smoke and bone Mm -hmm. and the name of the author escapes me but it takes place in africa Finally, something that does not play, take place in America in New York. I know, right? <laughs> or London. Yes. And in, like, this really big city, it's mm-hmm. always... You never see somebody in a cornfield in Kansas anymore, okay? Like, <laughs> that happened... Wizard of Oz was a one-time thing, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I'm real tired. I love... I, I've heard so much good things about this book i really do need to pick it up it is a hefty book i will tell you that um it is a magic magical elemental book um basically uh the plot line from what i understand is that there once is a world that had magic um outsiders come in take over her country and basically do away with magic so you have this subservient people to upper class who used to have magic and some can still remember magic some wish magic was back in their lives and these children of the new generation are starting to push back okay so and are starting to maybe come back into maybe this magic or or something along those lines but i thought it was really cool you're gonna have african history you're gonna have more of that 
that vibe and feel to it. It's not going to be maybe they'll go into colonization and yeah. like kind of maybe touch on that and how that wasn't a good I idea. I hope they do it correctly. Yes. The only thing that I worry about because so many authors mm-hmm. do the America London whatever mm-hmm. trope. I keep saying trope. I'm sorry. I, trope might not even be the right word. Locational for this. issue. Yes. Um I love the theory mm-hmm. of it taking place in you know in an African country, you know. But if they don't do that correctly, mm. there's a real strong chance that it's going to get kind of racy. So, mm-hmm. And I don't mean racy in a sexy way. No. So I really hope they do it correctly. I want to see so much more of that. Where mm-hmm. if it's going to take place in America, make it take place in, okay, for Stephanie Meyer, yeah. her, her, her idea or whatever, with it being in some rainy small town that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Go. Good job. Yeah. Like, I'll give you that. I want to be back in a random swamp town in Louisiana. Give me something that I haven't seen, in a, you know, in a while or before. So I like the idea of this. I love the idea of it being in a different spot. But because it hasn't been done, my worry is it's not going to be done correctly. Mm-hmm. That's probably cynical. I will work <laughs> on my pessimism. Um, That's okay. But I want to see so much more of that so that it becomes the norm and that I know I'm not worried it's not going to be done correctly because it hasn't been done yeah. before, you know? Another one that I I didn't – I got the name of it, but I didn't get the author. It actually comes out – it came out in May. Okay. It's called Death Nation. Okay. It takes place during – 1975 America. So if anybody out there that knows their history, that's during our War of Independence. Mm -hmm. And it follows an African-American female. Okay. Who is a part of a secret organization that has to kill zombies. Now... It's a zombie book. Please tell me this is like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter right now because that it, is absolutely It did have, it was supposed to have the same kind of vibe. However, it's an African-American female who is in her like early teens and she's fighting alongside U.S. colonists for so freedom. This is, is this 1775? Because I think you said 1975. Oh, I said, yeah, 1775. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just trying to make sure. I'm trying to get I, that idea. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know where the zombies are coming in, but you got me hooked because I will sit here and tell you, I definitely read Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. That's what I'm talking about. Give me something different that I haven't seen before. Pride, Prejudice, Zombies, all over it. Thank you for taking that (laughs) and doing that. I I hated that movie, by the way. It was real awful, but I watched it. I absolutely did. Uh, It was just like, I love Jane Austen. I love that... I love Pride and Prejudice, but, like, Jesus, no, that's just not okay. No. It was too funny, and it's, you know, it's something different. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys remember that movie Warm Bodies. I I do, actually, yes. Zombies were becoming this huge thing. Walking Dead was a huge hit, and zombies became a thing. One of my favorite authors, Darren Shan, he came out with his own zombie books. Mm-hmm. I mean... Everyone got on that same vampire, I need to do this thing. But Warm Bodies did something to where suddenly zombies could be cured by love. And it sounds really (laughs) lame, but it's different. No one had done that before. Here's the cover art. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Dread Nation. Oh, Dread Nation. See, you're fine. I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. We just need to always have Goodreads pulled up before we do this. We're going to get better, guys. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be. I'll probably pick that one up. The author is Justine Ireland. 
I like it. So you go, Justine. Yeah, I like your book already. I I I I have that on my on my uh, overdrive right now so oh yeah i'm gonna have to I'm, I'm, I'm stoked once i get that i'll probably start listening to it right away so i'll probably let you know how that one fares but uh, give me a chapter test let me know <laughs> i'll go pick it up okay because you know i'm gonna buy it i know i just the cover amazingly like that silhouette of her with that the um the sickle i guess is what yeah. that is behind the american flag like i was just like uh. yeah that is beautiful. Yeah, that's eye candy right there. <laughs> Does anyone else on a totally unrelated topic, mm-hmm. like, if you see a cover of mm-hmm. a book, like, you don't care what the back is, you're like, ooh, I love this. Mm-hmm. Like, I caught myself doing that a couple of times, especially when Half Price Books is having a good sale. Mm-hmm. I won't even read the back, what the synopsis is. If the cover's pretty, I put it in my cart and I walk away. I'm it's like a blind this. date. Yeah, exactly. I don't I'm okay know with what I'm that. I've gotten some really good ones, and mm-hmm. I've also super regretted that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going to get both ways, but. Yeah. No, um, I, think it's, I think it's okay. I, but I would love to see more of that out there. Yes. Maybe in different locations or instead of it being an all Caucasian, you know, grouping that there are, you know, people of color or. Yes. And not just like a token POC either. I need, I want main character POCs. I Mm -hmm. want an entire group of people that you find at your college campus or her entire friend group. Yeah. If you're going to do an inner city, explain to me why every single person that's in that book is white. Yeah. I'm over it. And, I'm white as can be. Mm-hmm. We just talked about how albino I was, okay? <laughs> but I'm over it, okay? Yeah. It is 2018. Please give me some diversity already. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, Really? Have you... What about you? There has to be a book out there that you can tell us that you are excited for or that has that diversity element that you just was like, people need to read this. Oh, goodness. Um, on, <sighs> everything that I've read recently mm-hmm. has not met my standard oh okay it, it's, it's you really liked though them. me before you for what jojo myers did though oh no i loved me before you that was oh god that was last year mm-hmm. um i absolutely loved me before you and i want to see more of that it doesn't necessarily meet my meeting diversity standard it was two white people so you know okay but you have happens. to tell them why it was so amazing of course um so Huge spoiler alert, if you weren't already aware of the spoilers. (laughs) If you haven't read Me Before You, go get it immediately. Because Jojo Myers does something totally different that I have not seen in the fact that these two people get together, totally star-crossed lover type. You never think that they'd get together. They fall in love, and it's not enough. Mm, It's not enough for him. It's not enough for him, and there's not a happy ending. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, of course I'm crying and I'm bawling my eyes out. Jojo, how could you do this to me? And of but course like, I'm stoic all the way. Oh gosh, she acted like it didn't bother her at all, which <laughs> I, I do not understand. It's not that it didn't bug me. It was one of those, for me, the me before you fall into the trope of bad relationship. Do you really feel that way? Yes. Oh, that breaks my heart. I like, don't. Well, here's the thing. I'm saying it's a bad relationship as in the fact of he's already put himself in the mindset that nothing she does is ever going to pull him out of his slump. Mm-hmm. She could literally fall on her knees, give him the the ability to walk again, and he would still probably go, it's not enough. All right. I'm going to give myself like a minute mm-hmm. okay, to spoil this book. Because okay. I want to talk to you about it. So if you do not want this book spoiled, 
skip forward 60 seconds. I promise I won't talk more than that, okay? <laughs> so, in this book, the main character is very active, and he is in, he's Will. hit by a car, and yep. he's put into a wheelchair. Cannot do anything on his he's own. He's a paraplegic. And he wants to die. Mm-hmm. And there's a place, I want to say it's in Germany. Nope, Sweden. Sweden, thank you. Um, that will, that will literally let you kill yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a, di- it's called Dignitas, isn't yes. it? Like where you can die with dignity mm-hmm. and he wants to do that. And his parents are trying to convince him that he shouldn't do it. So they keep hiring him like female helpers in the hopes that he'll fall in love. Well, he finally does. They go on these adventures together and they, they fall in love. And in the end he still kills himself Yeah, because she's not enough for him. It's not enough. I to don't think it's that, that she's fat. not enough. I think the, the sit love. love no like he loves her of and course. she loves him i think though for will at that point even though he does say i do love you i cannot live in this world all right 60 seconds is up we can't spoil too much okay. so just give spoiler free stuff i timed it so. okay so basically i just don't think he could live in that world any longer yep and even though there was that love, there is that connection, he just couldn't do it. He he himself could not do it. Exactly. She would go to the moon and back for him, I but he could it, not. And I think it's in the way of maybe how he handled the situation. I put it into a bad relationship category because she's giving it her all. She's trying everything to make him happy. Mm-hmm. And he's just doesn't beat her down with words or anything. He just doesn't accept it he just literally says it's not enough right and when i read that line mm-hmm. girl. but yeah. i mean i'm not trying to give you a whole book review of this i'm just saying that's the i want to see more of that now i know i said that after i just complained about john <laughs> giving me but i i'm not tired of mm-hmm. the genre i'm tired of the fact that every john green i pick, book i pick up is the same yeah like I want more of the unexpected. Mm-hmm. I don't want another vampire book where it's an older vampire and a and a teenage girl and he says, You don't want this life and she's like, I know what I want. I'm sixteen and You like, know what? I would love I'm to see I would love to see maybe that happen in maybe the first five chapters and then skip like do a time lapse until and go to the point after she's been turned, she's been on that road for a while. And maybe she resents it. Yes. I would totally I would totally buy that book because it would just be one of those things where I would just that's what I want. I want her to get a taste of her own Same. of her medicine to where maybe she resents him. Maybe it it Hell, the, I'll do it in a series. She doesn't you don't even have to do the whole time stamp. <clears throat> if you want to do a book and then you, well, know, you have the, to get past book one yeah so but i mean give me like a little taste you know how like in the back of the book often they'll be like read the first chapter mm. of the next one or give leave me- it with like a cliffhanger to where she wakes like it's been a while and she just yeah. like i hate you like i an, hate like what you allowed me to do 10 years later i realized that stefan was right like well, shit, I'm reading the next book. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Like, and the first book is, like, acceptance, and the second book is resentment. Like, give it to me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm a fucking right. Excuse me. You, you know get what? one. You I, get one. Oh, yeah, I know, but now I've already mumbled, so give me a second. You know what? I'm just going to write it. I'm going to write it myself. <laughs> I suck at writing, and you guys are all going to figure out how bad I write, but 
I'm gonna write it. You know I'm what? Gonna, I bet. I bet there's some sort of publisher out there that would take that book. Yeah, well, watch. Our one listener just happens to be a publisher, and I get an email, and he's <laughs> like, "Hey, if you'll write it, I'll publish it." Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. Thank you, God and or Satan. I don't know which one. This could be good or, or very bad. So we'll yeah. figure that out. But this is. This is a thing that we, we've had topic-wise for a long time that we wanted to discuss. And we're still going to discuss it. It's going to probably all the time. We'll probably find more tropes out there that we're just done with. And that's okay. If you like them, that's amazing. We, we don't tell, we're not saying that you don't have to like them or that you shouldn't like them. Yeah. If you like them, like them. If you don't like them, come join us. We don't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that we didn't touch on that you think is super overrated in books, mm-hmm. hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know. Send us an email. You can find us at Twitter at Wine and Dine Pod, and then you can also email us Wine and Dine Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah. Um. So it's actually hold on. What? You can also email us at Wine and Dine Pod at Gmail dot com. I said podcast. Okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> um. But and send us any recommendations that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a book that you were like, "Hey, I read this book. It is awful. Please do a review of it." Oh, <laughs> heck yes! Yes, I'm all up on that. Um, just you know, interact with us. Let us know because we want this to be like a book club type thing where mm-hmm. we get together and we talk. Oh, girl, I read this book. Let me tell you. And I'm yeah. like, "Don't worry. Let me pour the wine. We'll talk about yes. it." Yes. Let um, me take a load off. Let me tell you how my day was. <laughs> Um, and then also stay tuned this coming Wednesday, mm-hmm. we're going to be dropping a little mini sode all about what's coming out in June and, um, just everything to look forward to what we're reading, any book sales that are mm-hmm. happening kind of in, in the Indianapolis area. Yeah. And just, if you're in the Indy area, hopefully it'll help you out. If you're not, maybe take a weekend trip to Indy. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I can already tell you that there's something huge going on yeah. at the very beginning of June. So, but with that being said, I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is Wine and Dine. The ladies of Wine and Dine would like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode. If you have a wine you would like to suggest or maybe something you would like the ladies to read, please email us at wineanddinepod at gmail.com. 